0: for joining us for the Help for Wounded Spirits broadcast. We exist to help those wounded and suffering through life's trials. Here is our host and best-selling author, Doug Carriger
1: Great to be back with you, folks. I certainly hope this finds you well and in the arms of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about God and allow us to be part of that in some way. I assure you we're prayed up, we're fed up, uh, and uh, we just want to make sure that uh, that we can give you God's word as clear as we can, but we also want to make sure that you're reading God's word and going ahead. And, and Kevin, I made a commitment, so I'm I'm going to introduce you and I want you to say hi, but I want to ask this kind of riddle joke from you at the same time. So when you answer, I'm going to do the Dono Dono. I'm going to give them the answer. Then you can speak. All right. So anyway, here it goes here. I'm going to do the Jeopardy thing. What did Adam say when he was asked his favorite holiday?
2: His favorite holiday. You, holiday. Know, you know, yeah, the, the, the Adam and Eve jokes, I knew, if I haven't forgot them, had nothing to do with holidays. <laughs> um, I, I I have to give up.
1: Don't do <laughs>
2: Any guess? <laughs> I don't have any guess. I it's can't even think it. It's Christmas
1: Eve, folks. What did Adam oh, say oh, when oh, he was nice. asked for his favorite oh. holiday? It's Christmas Eve. All right, brother. How you doing today?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm doing great. I'm glad to you know laughter doeth good like a medicine, and I always love being with you, Doug. And uh, thank God for you. You're uh, you're a man. We're we're all people. The people listening are people. But for any one of us. It is going to do good to our soul to get a little bit of humor, even at a fourth-grade level. Praise the Lord.
1: Praise God, folks. You know, these jokes are all about the fourth grade, and I hope they make you smile. But the reason I went with the fourth grade was this. is I want a pure, funny kind of joke. Sometimes they get a little corny. I get that. I know the laxative joke may have pushed that fourth-grade narrative a little bit, <laughs> but forgive me. But I want to give you a heads-up on what to think about for tomorrow. You want to make sure you come back on this. What do you call a Bible character? Who just pulled into a church? So think about that, folks. Here we are in the Book of John, the book of living water. Kevin called it. What'd you call it? The Book of What'd you call it, Kevin? You gave us a name. Um, chapter four. Yeah,
2: John. John four was Christ the Soul Winner. Christ John chapter the one. Soul winner. Yeah. Y- yeah, and just just for just to you know the the part of the thing you know John. The book of John, of course, about Christ. Chapter 1, Christ, the Son of God. Chapter 2, Christ, the miracle worker, turning water to wine. Ch- chapter 3, Christ, the giver of the new birth. And then Christ, the soul winner is where we're at. Yeah, and I love and
1: it. Yeah, I love that uh, analogy. You know, it's, it's not alliteration, but I, I'm not going to take back a, a letter grade from you. I'm not going to go back to your college or anything. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> but he didn't quite alliterate it. But I'll tell you this. It's right on. We serve a great God, folks. And we find ourselves over here in Chapter 4. In verse number 20. And when we think about a God, whenever we mention things like Christ the soul winner, whenever we mention things like living water, whenever we mention that we have a true and living God that will sit down next to you, it, it just thrills me. It thrills me that I serve a God like that. And I know it does the same thing for Kevin. We're thrilled, and you should be thrilled, uh, about serving a God that can take these, take life and make it capital L-I-F-E. You get to live life. You've got the Mm. eternal God, no matter what your circumstances are, no matter where you're at today. I want you to know that Christ is there with you. He's right next to you. And here we are. We're in verse number 20, just like that woman at the well. I wrote that in my Bible. I put Christ is with you, just like that woman at the well. And and the Holy Spirit of God is ministering to you. Christ will minister through your heart, through the Holy Spirit. And and here we see our fathers worship. uh, No, I wanted to start again in verse 19. I'm sorry. The woman saith unto her, Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet. Our fathers worshiped in this mountain, and ye say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth then the woman saith unto him i know that messiah is cometh which is called christ when he is come he will tell us all things i like this right here jesus saith unto her i that speak unto thee (laughs) am he Boy, you want to talk about a goose pimple moment, folks. I'm yeah. talking about hair. I, I've got like, I'm a peach fuzz dude in my arms. I'm going to be up front with you, man. I got this peach fuzz thing going on with my arms, you know, and, but they, when it stands right on end, I look kind of manly mm. then. But, you know, I'm just, I'm one of those guys, you know, that through time God chose not to make me furry, you know. So of the brothers, mm. I'm not the furry one. You know, but this Mm. is what I'm thinking here. You're
2: Schwarzenegger. (laughs) You're you're an Arnold
1: Schwarzenegger. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) We're just going to leave that one alone. But let's think about what's going on here. Uh, So, this woman, you know what she does, brother? And people do do this all the time she brings up this religious dispute between samaritan and jews where you yep. should worship what church you should go to where you should be baptized i mean she's just bringing it and uh, and then jews jesus is over there responding uh there's coming a time where physical locations they don't matter anymore i'm your lord and savior and uh, he distinguishes between the samaritan understanding of worship he's going on say you get to worship too folks can i tell you something you get to worship too i don't care what you've done where you've been where you're from you get to worship too and then he goes on and he says you know and god's this spiritual being it's everywhere all the time it's uh we got this omnipotent god and uh, we go on to later learn it's in our hearts and uh so so then this woman and and i love this kevin as i pass it to you here she says i know the messiah is coming i know about him and then he says yep that's me
2: (laughs) Yes, I love this. And, and, you know, going back to what we talked about yesterday, Christ, you know, the soul winner and his methods here, this is just another step in his plan. And, you know, a plan, people talk about, well, oh, you shouldn't go out and give the plan a salvation. Or, you can't, you know, you shouldn't take some road. Listen, any place you go from one place, Point A to point B, you're going to follow a path, and you need to have these milestones. Jesus took this in stages, and he, each person he did a little bit different. I get that, but here she, um, w- when when she said, "Sir, I perceive that thou art a prophet," that was a huge step right there. But it wasn't enough. It was it was important that she did recognize. That this Jew talking to her has some validity because remember they had cloistered themselves as this you know a Mount their religion was based on Mount Gerizim and so they had um, decided that everyone else you know being so uh, racist against them they they were just wrong and so we're we're now right and they and with this attitude this. Kind of reverse racism. She was not open to someone that was outside, like you said, outside of her geography. And she said, Our fathers, verse 20, worshiped in this mountain. And you say that in Jerusalem is the place for men not to worship. So she, she, and now understand human nature, Jesus as a soul winner had, was, uh, was recognizing the fact that she's going to hide, she's going to sidestep, side she's going to skirt the issue. Of her needing salvation, that's just, that's the human bent. I do not want to change where I am spiritually, whether it's an illusion or not. I, I, I'm just stuck in this rut. And so she's like, well, our father's worshiped in this mountain. And you say... You know, you say it ought to be this way. So Jews are one way. We're one way. You know, how often do you and I talk to people and they immediately hide behind their denomination or differences or everybody's different. You have your way. I have my way. You know, maybe we're all right. Maybe we're all wrong. You know, all of that is a smokescreen hiding behind religion when Jesus wasn't even dealing with religion. He was dealing with her need for salvation. And so I love his answer, his counter to her hiding behind religion, uh, uh, was verse 21: "Woman, believe me that the hour the hour cometh when it's sh- neither yet at Jerusalem nor uh, neither in this mountain nor." So he's basically saying, "Look, ma'am, lady, this is not what's important. It's it doesn't matter." And you know what? When someone says, "Well, you're Baptist or you're," You go to this kind of church, you go to this kind of church and I'm Catholic or I'm Mormon or I'm whatever it is, whether they're saying I'm Baptist and, you know, I'm going to die this way. Leave me alone. Let's not talk about my relationship with God. If that's that's the default answer with every human when they do that. It's you say, look, ma'am, that's not what's important. The hour's going to come. I like to use this, ma'am, when the rapture happens, the name tag will either fall off or it's going to burn off in hell if you don't accept Jesus Christ. What matters is not your denomination. What matters is what you do with Jesus Christ. And then I think it's interesting, Doug, that in verse 22, um, he said you don't even know what you're worshiping so he didn't kind of let this thing go by when she said that um you know you, you're a jew and i'm a samaritan and it doesn't make any difference he he, he was he pointed out in a Ten kind seconds, way seconds,
1: Kevin. yeah he,
2: yeah he pointed out in a kind way hey it, it it by the way it does matter that we are biblical i hope you i hope you look at the bible
1: folks we'll be right back Folks, we sure are thankful to have the opportunity to be with you folks at Camp Joy Christian Camp in Whitewater, Wisconsin. Phone number is area code 262 473 3132. We'll be there September 11th, and that's a really historical date. Make sure you're there and uh through the 15th and we'll be all get together worshiping God and looking at biblical answers to PTSD. Make sure you're part of that wounded spirits come together. We have mentioned that uh, uh that kevin's pastor from wichita kansas is bringing his daughters and family out and his daughters are phenomenal singers and musicians you want to be part of this and you know kevin as you were talking about that i i love when you leave 22 as you were just mentioning 22 and you hit that 23 where christ says but the hour cometh And now is when the true worshipers shall worship the father in spirit and in truth for the father seeketh such to worship him. And he's saying, you know what? You get to worship God anywhere. Can I tell you something? Maybe you're listening today on a Navy ship. Maybe you're, uh, somewhere in Europe. Maybe I don't know where you are, but you got the same Holy ground. When you ask the Holy spirit to do a work in your life, he'll do it. It doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to be in the best church in America. I'm not even sure what that would be. But I do know that when God looks down at us and he tells us that our bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit of God, he means it. When he tells us that, uh, you know, when, when we pray to him, he hears our prayer. When he shows us, when we read his word, he speaks to us. Folks, I don't know about you, but we've got an omnipotent God that can make a difference in our life right now. We don't have to wait to a special church time. Is it important you go to a church? You better believe it. God tells us to not mm-hmm. forsake the assembly. But do we need to have that church to talk to God? Absolutely not. And yeah. uh, he's telling that lady at the well, "This is a spiritual thing. You can get right right here, man, yeah. and uh, everything's going to be all right. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and truth." And and uh, the woman saith unto him, "I know the Messiah is cometh. I know you. I know Jesus is coming, which is called Christ." When he has come, he will tell us all things. And then those words, those goose pimples want to come that way. I'm going to talk to that lady at the well. I can't wait to see this holy, wonderful lady Mm. that God's turned around. Jesus saith unto her, I speak unto thee, I am he. Uh, Look on that. And Jesus saith unto her, I that speak unto thee am he. It's me, ma'am. I'm your savior. I've been there. Folks, let me tell you something. Right where you are today. When you're done listening to that, I, I mean, I, whether you're at work, I know many of you got headphones in and you're doing your job and things like that. Take some time today uh, and, and call out to the I am. Take some time today to thank him for what he's done. And, and when you roll out of bed tomorrow, show that gratitude. First thing, God, thank you for this day do something in my life. You know Kevin, we we can get so hung up in our lives if we're not careful. We'll out busy our time with God. If we're not careful, we'll we'll watch NCIS instead of worship with God. If we're not careful, we'll worry more about our egg sandwich than we will about the book of, of John and what we're studying here today. So folks, I I think all things are very important, but at the number 1 at the top of the list is your Lord and Savior God, the omnipotent one, the omni present one, the one who's right next to you right now. What are you thinking, Kevin?
2: Yeah. You know, when we get up in the morning, we need a baseline that's that's right. You know, um, there's a song, When I Wake Up in the Morning, Give Me Jesus. And I, I woke up this morning and my, Whew. you know, the, the flesh was talking like, you know, this is everything. That you got to get done. This is about you know. This is something that's negative in your life. But hey, his mercies are new every morning. So let's get up in the morning and set a baseline. Get pour yourself a cup of Joe, uh, not Biden, but anyway, pour yourself. a cup of, <laughs> Pour yourself. Good job, yeah. brother. Re <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we want to redeem the name there, but uh, but but uh, we want to redeem the coffee. But uh, no, the uh, I pour myself a cup of English breakfast tea and uh, praise God. Sit down with the Biden. And I may be, you know, half out of it. Maybe it was a rough night of sleep or something, but, you know, I want a baseline of spiritual things, which is what you're talking about. Paul said, while we look not at things that are seen, but at things that are unseen, for the things which are seen are natural, but the things which are unseen are spiritual. And so, how important it is again it's a baseline we got all kind of scene stuff to do during the day we got to see somebody that drives us crazy at work we got to see something in the mirror oh god help us we got we have to see something You know, if it's in the news, you know, don't wake up and see stuff that's bad. Wake up and see the unseen. Uh, You know, the Bible says that he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Talking about Moses, he endured. So you have to endure your day, but get a baseline. And so Jesus took this woman. To the baseline in this whole account in John 4 is Jesus like a sheepdog herding her, you know, into the toward the cattle chute for her salvation. And she tried to escape here and there, and she tried to run to religion at one point, run to water. But each time he brought her back, and when he brought her back this time, he said, God is a spirit, and that's what you were saying there, they that worship him. So her point was, hey, this is not about... One religion versus another religion. This is about a relationship. and and I have a relationship. I remember I talked to a Wicca priest in texas and and I was talking to him about his you know, need for Christ. And he said, doesn't the Bible say a witch should die? And I said, I just thought, well, how am I going to answer this? Because there is a scripture that says, you know, in the Old Testament economy of c- civic Israel, suffer not a witch to live. And so I said, yeah, it does say that. But let me just tell you, I'm like you because the Bible says the soul that sinneth, it shall die. I said, let's both today look at Christ because he saves those that are, that are deserving death. And he says, "I want that." So he he knelt down in my camper and and received Christ uh, as a Wicca priest and went on to become a priest unto God and our Savior Jesus Christ. But uh, our our Savior was so wise, so so patient, and so kind with people to kind of herd them back to the main thing and say, it's a spiritual issue. Don't get hung up on this other stuff, on religion. Don't get hung up on water. It's, uh, it's, you, you have a real spirit that's going to live forever. Where is it going to live?
1: Wow. That's good. And you know, you know what I was thinking, Kevin, when you were talking about that guy kneeling down that Wiccan priest and, uh, could you just tell people what a Wiccan person is?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So they call themselves white witches. Um, and, uh, we would, you know, a, a, a priest of Wicca is a, uh, you know, someone that's high up in the, um, in the, uh, black magic, or I don't know, they would probably say, no, it's white magic. But anyway, he used to, he, he had fire come out of his hands before he had levitated before. According to what he said, I asked him directly, I said, when you were into this stuff, what happened now? Whether I don't, you know, I, all I know is Satan is real, and he was honoring Satan, and uh, so he was ahead of Wicca, which is a uh, you know kind of a druid religion of witchcraft, and um, yeah, it's pretty uh, pretty bad stuff. Yeah. But uh, God convicted him, and uh, praise God, he got saved.
1: Now, what a wonderful story. And I wanted Kevin to say that just so you folks would understand that this guy is completely on the other side of God. This is somebody who is yep. absolutely worshiping Satan. This yep. is somebody who's looking for strength from the most evil. And we have within us the Holy Spirit of God who gives us strength by, by him. By accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, by reading the Word of God, by praying the Word of God, by worshiping with others, I don't care what your situation is, where you're at today, where you find yourself, you got a God that loves you, and the Holy Spirit of God, if you've accepted Jesus Christ, is in your heart. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ, find us, look for us. It's not hard, um, and we'll get right back to you, or, you know, just listen Uh, to what Charity has to say as she goes through the announcements at the end of this. And she'll tell you everything you need to know to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Folks, I don't know about you, but I need that living water every minute, every hour. And uh, Kevin was mentioning that song a little bit ago. Maybe we'll talk about Maybe Kevin will sing a little bit of it. I don't know. We sure do love you, folks. Listen, go out there and wear that smile that only God can give you and trust him alone today. He is right next to you. We sure do love you, folks. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to our broadcast. At Health for Wounded Spirits, we believe the Bible and place great importance on you having a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. The Bible delivers a clear and simple message of salvation, outlining how you can begin your personal relationship, now. First, recognize that you are a sinner, as all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, understand that there is a cost to our sin, as the wages of sin is death. Third, realize that Jesus alone paid that price. To receive salvation, simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name, while believing in your heart that He alone can save you, and He will. If we can help you with your salvation or to direct you to a local church, please do not hesitate to contact us. For additional helpful resources, including our new TV series, more information, or to donate and support this crucial ministry, please visit us at woundedspirits.com. May God bless you.